Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to this, the best of the robots and daily podcast. Now, when recording the podcast last year, I was always trying to um, not make a p, p sound and um, it was quite distracting often and I never thought that I could um, override the p and um, other but, but what I've done is I've persisted to try to find a way round the uh, reaction to the p of the people. What I've done is I've gone on Google and I've looked how to create an anti-pop filter. Uh, don't worry, I'm not using it now, but I'm going to start using the anti-pop filter now. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah? Sounds good, doesn't it? What about this? Pop, 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 pop. Yeah, really pleased with that. That is just made from a uh, coat hanger and a pair of household tights. And uh, yeah, really chuffed with that. Okay, so hope you're doing all right. I'm recording this on the 17th of uh, June. Did my first gig last night since September and uh, really enjoyed talking to strangers in person again. And um I'd just like to say, before we get into the episodes, that um, I am due to be going on tour in um, September. If anyone wants to come along to that, that would be great. I'm doing my time show that I did in Edinburgh in 2019 and started the tour in 2020. And I've been working on the show and I'm going to put new bits in. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to getting back out on the um, roads and the pavements again tickets are available from our website robotson.co.uk i'm doing uh, two weeks at the soho theater in london downstairs going glasgow uh edinburgh and uh, york leeds sheffield uh, manchester loads of places so uh anyway let's go on with these episodes so just to say what the episodes are we've got um a winner in space space and that is a short story or the beginning of a short story that started about a um, person who uh, wins a trip into space and I just like thinking about um, a really kind of uh, low budget almost roller coaster ride trip into space but then when I started writing it it became something else and then the next piece is called George Floyd and it was recorded in the aftermath of his murder and going back a year and just thinking about that period and the outpouring that there was. Hopefully things have started to move in the right direction. Have they? I don't know. I really, really hope so. I think it has to. It just has to. Um, and then the next episode is called um angel of the redeemer christ of the north 
And that was me imagining if the Angel of the North and Christ the Redeemer swapped places. I really like the music and sound on the, on this one. And the next one is uh, called Doodle. And that was about something that happened to me in the art shop. Well, it didn't happen to me. I observed it. And um, it's interesting. Something w- w- would be kind of a common thread in the art shop is that if there was a family of four, there was often one member of the family who just really wanted to get out of the art shop as quick as possible, which is fine. People have got different interests. Um, but this guy was kind of um, actively taking the mickey out of creativity that I was struggling with a bit. And then the last one is called Underground Field. And uh, I just like the idea of an underground field. Yeah, like James Bond type field, but there's just animals on it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I hope you're doing all right anyway, and uh, you just got to keep going. A winner in space. I hadn't entered a competition, but I received a letter informing me I'd been selected to travel into space in a spaceship and I wouldn't have to go through any training. I didn't think spaceships existed in real life, Did they mean a rocket? A rocket with a national flag on the side? That's not a spaceship, is it? The letter had been typed out in Times New Roman, which I thought to be a slightly off-brand choice of font for a space company. There was a number to ring at the bottom of the letter for more information. I dialed the number. It rang for long enough to make me think a space company should have someone manning the phones at all times. Just as I was about to hang up, a man answered and said, Hello, space competition. You're through to the winner's line. This is Michael speaking. Hi. Hi there. Uh, I wonder if you can help me. I I received a letter telling me I'd been selected to travel into space, but I haven't entered a competition recently. I I just wondered if there'd been some sort of mistake. Is that Mr. Robert Orton? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. No mistake. Congratulations, Mr. Orton. Just confirm your full name, address and telephone number for me, please. I gave my full name, address and telephone number and it was confirmed that I was indeed one of two lucky members of the general public who had been selected at random to travel into space. Okay, that's all sorted for you now. A member from our events team will be in touch shortly on the number you've supplied. Thanks very much for your call. Good afternoon. Uh, okay, um, sorry, just quickly, can I ask, um, what's, what's, what's the destination of the spaceship? Just space, said the man. It's an all-inclusive trip into space for you, completely free of charge, and on top of that, we've thrown in £250 spending money. Uh, okay, well, how how long am I going to be up there for? 90 days and nights, but to be completely up front with you, sir, there will be limited access to daylight once you've left the Earth's atmosphere, do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, thanks for that, but what if we get near something like the moon? Will we still be able to say we're in space? To be in space, you have to be quite a long way away from anything, don't you? That's why it's called space. 
be explained upon your arrival at our competition winner's induction day next Thursday at our headquarters on the industrial estate just outside Milton Keynes. I'm sure we can count upon your attendance, Mr. Orton. The gentle landing of a letter had changed my day dramatically. It may as well have left a crater at the foot of my front door. The last time I had sworn so much after opening an envelope was when I was called up for jury service in 2011. On the day of the induction for space travel, I found myself sitting in a porter cabin telling a competition chairman that I get claustrophobic on aeroplanes so I'm not sure if I'm best suited to the prize of travelling in a rocket for a significant amount of time. Oh, don't worry. You can move about in a spaceship, you know. With weightlessness and zero gravity, it's easier to move around. Takes less effort. When was the last time you bumped into something and enjoyed it, eh? Come on, mate. I can get you a t-shirt that says lighten up on it if you want it. You can wear it in space as you're floating about, eh? How about that? Come on, give us a smile. It became obvious to me that we would be on a spaceship where people float instead of one where people walk around and sit down at desk jobs on a spaceship. I sat down next to an elderly lady who was as confused as I was by the rapidly developing situation we had found ourselves in. Are you, are you going up into space as well? I asked. I am, yes. I told them I think I might be too old for the G-force, but they assure me that it will be quite safe. I'm just not sure what we'll do up there for all that time, young man. People normally go up there for a reason, don't they? I know. What are we going to do for that amount of time in space? I replied. Well, I like to read Shakespeare at night time. I'll read to you if you want. I do all the different voices, she said. Ah, yes, please, that'd be great. I'd really like that. How will we know it's night time if the light's always dark? Well, I guess we'll keep our watches on Earth time. I think I'm just going to take the opportunity and use the time up there to read. I've been buying so many on-offer books from FOP and not reading them, she said. This would be a good opportunity to read the Miles Davis autobiography I've been meaning to get stuck into. It's got to the stage where... I prefer buying books to reading them. I just love putting them in my rucksack after I've said I don't need a bag. It struck me that there's something quite reassuring about an elderly person with a rucksack. That's a good idea, I thought. Use your time in space to read some of what has been written on Earth. It might make me think about the positive aspects of our planet. I'd forgotten that I'd be able to read in space. I wondered if someone was reading in space right now. Quite an honour for the author to have someone reading their book in space. A space mission veering off course due to the fact the lead astronaut just wanted to get to the end of the chapter. I know my main concern about a voyage into space shouldn't be that I'm going to get bored, but there's such a lot to do down here on Earth and I like having water on tap. I'd always wondered if some people who became pilots had once had ambitions to become astronauts, but flying a plane was as close as they got. One day, perhaps wearing a full spacesuit to work, 
complete with a gold-tinted expensive visor, the type of thing an astronaut would wear in a screensaver, standing just behind the cabin crew, welcoming the passengers on board. Sorry, mate, is that the pilot? Why is he dressed as an astronaut? Are we on the wrong flight? We're, we're, we're not going to space, are we? We're not going to space, are we, darling? We've got two weeks in Lanzarote. Look, here's a ticket. Seats E7 and 8, look. No, don't worry. That's just our pilot trying to live out his ambition of being an astronaut. He'll take the costume off once everyone's seated. When I got fitted for my spacesuit in central London, I was surprised that my measurements were taken as if I were getting measured up for a wedding suit. The off-white tape measure, detailed with millimetres and smaller. When the suit was brought out by three people, I couldn't believe how much glass was involved. It was 85% glass, with white rubber soles and fabric at the main joints, elbows, wrists, shoulders, knees, hips, ankles. I was helped into the suit by the polite staff. It was as if I was some sort of cactus that had grown into all the areas of its complex terrarium. I looked in the mirror. I looked like a futuristic astronaut, and I felt strangely prepared for my journey into space as a competition winner. To be continued. George Floyd I didn't know you but I say your name George Floyd I say it again George Floyd I say it because I am white George Floyd I say it because nobody should be forced to die because of what they look like George Floyd Nobody should be forced to die because of what they look like George Floyd We were alive at the same time. I am still alive, and you are not. George Floyd. Two lives living through a lockdown. Taking blows from the punch of the virus on a daily basis. Millions of people on the end of the same left hook. And then the video came like an uppercut. Caught me off guard. Caught us off guard. The virus, invisible, and this so blatant, invisible. We could see it, stunned into a moment of clarity. A wave of energy released into the streets. Nobody should be forced to die because of what they look like. The living have to change this for the dead. George Floyd Angel of the Redeemer, Christ of the North Christ the Redeemer stands in place of the Angel of the North with his back turned on Tyneside and his head bowed to the grass below. He tries desperately to block out the constant traffic noise travelling from the A1. Raindrops drip from his nose, as if the northeast is his cold. The reinforced concrete of his toes grip to the plinth on which he stands, 
The colours in his cheeks matched the palette of the overcast sky, freezing, arms outstretched, waiting for the crucifix. Why I? Meanwhile, the angel of the north basks in the Rio de Janeiro sunshine, chest puffed out at the peak of the Corcovado mountain, working on his rusting tan, man. Overjoyed by the fact that his steel from Hartlepool wings are fixed in position, as he has no intention of flying anywhere soon. Doodle As the lady paid for her oil paints, the man leant forward and rested on the wooden till points with a biro that was meant for stuff on a piece of scrap paper that was meant for stuff. He drew a profile of a face in a single downward motion, forehead to nose to top lip to bottom lip to chin to neck to nothing. As I gave the lady her change, he held his drawing up to me, pointed at it and said, Hey look, it, hey look, it's a person. He laughed at his creation. He laughed because it wasn't a person. It was a line made by him on a piece of scrap paper. The man was a person. His creation was not. Oh, that's how he was looking at it. How was he so at home to feel that he could mock creativity in an art supply shop? When I go into a shop, I'm convinced the security guards are readying themselves to stop me at the door. I don't know why. I've never stolen anything in my life. Exiting onto the street, relieved at the silence of the alarms. Yeah, that's right, I knew I hadn't broken the law then. He was definitely not a person who suffered from such thoughts. I've got a brain, my picture hasn't, he boasted. I've got legs, my picture hasn't, because I didn't draw them. Continuing to list the differences between himself and his creation, the cue behind him grew steadily. I can do this, my picture can't. He yelled as he squeezed a tube of his wife's brand new Michael Harding Elizarin Crimson oil paint into his mouth, tears rolling down his cheeks. The drawing didn't react. He was what his creator had made him, still, peaceful, at one with the page. He belittled his own creation as if it was a lesser being. Why would you do that to one of your own people? Underground field What if there's a field underground? An underground field? There could be. How far underground? 500 metres? A huge hollowed out area with a perfectly flat sharp cornered field in it complete with a single entrance and exit there's a tunnel going down to it and it's all dark with 
rubble that hasn't been tidied away properly because the developers paid more attention to the field than the tunnel leading down to it, you need a torch if you're going. But after about 400 metres of walking, a light begins to appear at the end of the tunnel, like a nature spot that not many people know about. The magic happens when you get there, but the journey to it is quite unremarkable. You come to a clearing in the ground. And... What, is, is the point of the field to encourage people to appreciate the natural light we're eligible for on Earth? How precisely positioned the sun is to provide us with exactly what we need for a tomato plant to grow? Is that, is that right? Well, not really. It's more about the field. Mm, so what's it a field of? Grass. A lawn. The type of lawn that somebody is proud of. Okay, is that it? No, it's got animals on it. Sorry? It's a neat football pitch-sized rectangle of perfectly cut grass with animals on it. Okay, have they wrecked the grass then? No, that's the thing. It looks like they tiptoed onto it. They're not eating it? No, all the animals have an equal distance between them and they've taken a stance and are sticking to it. They're posing like they're practising for taxidermy. Zebra, giraffe, stag, elephant, horse, cheetah. Uh, How's it lit then? Well, I've got floodlights at the moment, but have you got any ideas? Uh, I don't know, something to do with Sabutio? You know how one of your mates always had the floodlights for Sabutio and they were the most sought-after lights in the village? Yeah, okay. So giant Sabutio floodlights, and they're as delicate a temperamental as Sabutio floodlights, but they are normal floodlights. We can have anything we want, you know. Roll a line into a ball and attach a cord to it like a bathroom light, and we've got an amber glowing light. Don't worry about how we got it up there. We could have sunflowers underground, and they're creating the light. The glow. Warm underground and even the centre circles of them are shining brown light Uh, no I think we should stick with the floodlights it gives it more of a James Bond base under a pretend lake on a volcano type feel well all I want from this is a field underground with animals on it and something shining on them.